0: jump right in. How'd that be? Woo-hoo. All right, who we got here? It's Kirsten. All right, this week I, um, I wanted to talk about what all went on this week. Hold on, I'm gonna switch. I wanted to talk to what all went on this week and um, therefore I actually wrote it all out because I don't typically do that. I typically, Can you other
1: mic?
0: Sure. I typically just Talk from the heart, I read scripture, I, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to say, but I let the Lord kind of lead me all over the place and I wander all over the topics. And um, today, because of, you know, the nature of the storyline and the nature of the details and order of details matter, and um, I wrote it all out. And so I will still deviate from the plan because that's just who I am, but I will do a little more reading than normal today. I apologize. Hey, Mark is here. Funny story. Yay. God told me yesterday morning that Mark was going to be here and possibly share something. And then Mark called me yesterday and said he couldn't come. And I said, God, I know you're still good. <laughs> and Mark's here. And Mark's here. What am I, I don't know. It'll come to you.
1: <laughs>
0: Amen. So, um, on, on the story of what happened, um, I'm going to tell almost all of it today. And I don't. Typically, tell um, stories. we we'll cut the power off on that so it doesn't I don't tell all the I don't tell all the gruesome details of what goes on in my life or others, um, because a lot of times that's irrelevant and that's just traumatic for people to even hear. Um, we're going to share some of that today, and some of that a lot of that's on purpose. It's not to glorify um, tragedy or anything at all. It's actually just an invitation for how to go forward in life. Just ho- we got
2: it. We okay. got it. Don't worry about it. Keep going. It takes
0: a team. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's very distracting. Hold it up to me. I'll do it. No, we already did
2: it. It's
0: already done. We don't even need you anymore. No, we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's right here. There we go. Look, it's the little things that bother me. I'm sorry. Jeez. Okay. The details don't matter usually, but the story of the significance of what happens, what you do in the midst of tragedy matters. Yeah. So the only way to really explain that thoroughly is to explain some tragedy um so we'll begin this story right in the middle we'll begin this story where you all picked up in the story and then we'll go back to the beginning later um i for our visitors i took about a um about a 30 plus foot fall um this week on monday off of the side of a mountain and i'll describe that a little bit clearer in a little bit but uh On the way home, we stopped at a grocery store. Our grocery store to get um, fresh bandages and first aid supplies. And in that time, obviously, I stayed in the car, and um, and uh, Kirsten was in there. And I had been wrestling all the way down the road with to share what had happened or not. Um, I knew that it would be easy for me to hide it. I've been down these roads before. I know God will heal me. I knew that I could stand here today, I could miss a Wednesday and probably show up the in a week and you probably wouldn't even notice because I can hide pain that good. And I could have just hid all this and kept it to myself and dealt with it quietly. Um, and, and I really felt like the enemy was trying to get me to do that on the way down the road. So uh, sitting in that parking lot without giving it, without wrestling with it any longer, I just sent it out. Because once you let the first one go, there's no keeping it secret. And so I, I, I sent the first SOS for prayer, and, I, and it read, Hey guys, I took a bad fall today. I'm pretty banged up, but thankful to be alive. All will be fine, but I'm asking everyone to pray for a rapid healing. I'll share more details later. For now, just pray and know that God has already begun the work, and will finish it. A fair question would be, why did I write such a vague message if I was trying to bring you into it? Um. Why is it so vague? And it certainly does not tell the severity of the situation. Um, If you've been around me long, you've probably picked up on that I will shoot from the hip when I'm talking to you and I'll joke a little bit and sometimes I say things that are not well thought out or timed and I apologize for that usually um, as I go. But when I write things, I'm usually relatively intentional Um, and brief and to the point and very intentional. Um, I was vague and unspecific for a very big reason. And that's something I want you to pay attention to as we're talking about this today, because uh, prayer is an amazing thing. Harnessing people to pray is another art into itself. Yeah. I knew that if I was vague and left out some of the details, that some people would be busy or distracted or have their own issues and they wouldn't understand the severity of the situation. And I wouldn't really get them on my prayer team. That was a a chance I was willing to take. Um, I knew that some people would read that and know me and know that if I send out a prayer request, that that means I'm probably dying. Uh, They would take it very seriously, possibly too serious. Um, I didn't want to scare everybody, but I needed people who were going to pray to either be pure in their heart and quick and sincere or deeply passionate and desperate for God to show up. Yes? Everybody with me? that first one is very important because whether you, um, the reason is in Matthew 21 verses 21 and 22, it's in the context of Jesus withering a fig tree for not bearing fruit. And Jesus says, depending on translation, truly I say to you or assuredly I say to you, if it was modern language, you would say, hey, listen here, I'm going to tell you the absolute truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, you will do not only what was done to this fig tree, but even you will say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into a sea, and it will happen. Whatever you ask in prayer, if you believe, you will receive it. You can make that figurative if you want, but he opened up pretty clearly with, I need you to pay attention. This is a true statement. Whether you have the faith to ever see a mountain moved or not, Jesus said it could happen. Do what you want with that information in your own heart. Yes? Yeah. So, um, being vague was on purpose. I needed pure prayers of moving mountains. The problem with too many details, too quick, is humans, and myself can be included in this sometimes, we're prone to becoming judges of a situation. And I don't mean like, don't judge me, that's not nice, or, you know, only God can judge me. I don't mean that. I mean, we start to rationalize why we don't want to get invested in a situation. This is very common. Um, it's, to, it's common amongst all brethren, I believe, to some degree. And I, um, I even know that I can be susceptible to it. So when I get asked to pray for people, I generally stop them in their tracks when they start telling me all their gory details. I don't want to become your judge. I just want to pray for you. And so the the problem with judging the situation is that um, I'm going to just read what I wrote here. Some people are more prone to judge the situation than to find faith if they have any details at all to work with. Uh, we work off of preconceived notions and we become judges in our hearts instead of children of faith. Thus, I would rather have people praying for me who don't actually know the severity because a quick prayer of sincerity can still have power. Such as, Jesus, I ask you to heal his body and be with him in all of this. If you don't know anything else, that can be a powerful prayer. Versus, if you knew too much and you had enough time to become a judge in your own heart of situation... You could uh, maybe begin to think I was irresponsible for being there or whatever, yada, yada. There's a million things to judge the situation on. And you could have said that exact same prayer, but from a place of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that prayer doesn't seem to go far in the kingdom. 1 yeah. Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. I desired, therefore, that men pray everywhere, yeah. lifting up your holy hands yeah. without yeah. wrath and doubting. Jesus said, if you believed and didn't doubt, you could move a mountain. Paul adds here that I, I wish that all men would pray without wrath, the judgment we just spoke of, and doubting. Yeah. Because the prayer of a pure heart can move mountains. Amen? Yeah. When I sent out that first uh, mildly vague message, and believe you me, when you're in really, really bad situation. You're acutely aware of your all of your body and what's going on. I could instantly feel the prayers. I could feel weight being lifted um, off of my back and the pain. I could feel it beginning to shift. Um, as I laid in the bed that night, um, I didn't take any calls or texts that day because I just needed to stay really focused on what God had put in my heart. I needed to, people to just stay honest and pure in their prayers. Um, I just laid in the bed that night. A lot of the weight had been taken off, and I was able to um, just stay really calm, really focused. The Lord began to minister to me. Um, He began to uh, give me clarity on what to pray for. It's been a really miraculous journey. I'll spell that out a little more detail in a minute. But I just want to stop right now and say that for everyone who stopped and prayed and continued to pray, you did your job. I know it doesn't look like you had much to pray for today, but I was literally crippled six days ago. Yeah? yeah? yeah. See, I leave out a lot of details on purpose because I didn't need people to worry either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah. I've been down these roads before. I know how it goes. But prayer, without doubt, can move mountains. And you did your jobs. Yeah. You moved mountains. Yeah. And I needed everyone to be brought into the midst of that so you know that God is real. Yeah. So you know that God is good maybe the world would question how banged up i really was i don't care anymore i've been on this journey with jesus for so long and i've seen god do so many miraculous things and i've seen the detractors not believe in him my whole life and i just stopped caring
2: yeah
0: i don't care yeah i have nothing to prove he's god amen amen this is what we can accomplish when we stand together this is not because i'm special i promise you this is the reality that God is good and prayer works. Yeah. By the next day, I had made a ton of progress over the night and I shared a second note. Hey guys, I really appreciate all your prayers. I could truly feel the support all through the night. Literally, I was up all night. There was waves of people praying for me because I could feel it. I felt like everyone deserved a little more details since I left you in suspense. First off, God has never tried harder to prevent something from happening, but I did a very dumb thing. I can cover that last statement later. Um, and it, it ended in falling and bouncing about 30 feet down a rocky, rocky cliff. Every part of my body was affected in some way, but my lower back was the worst. I felt pretty crippled in the moment. But I had to pull it together to get back to the truck. And in that slow journey, the Lord ministered to my heart and I knew I would be okay. It got worse through the night, but by this morning, it started to get better. Hope is rising. Please continue to pray for complete healing. Love you guys. People were proclaiming um, in prayer that night um, that I would be better by morning. I don't know if you've ever had tragic injury um, or significant injuries or even just gone to the gym too hard one time. But it gets worse for three days straight. Yeah. Every day is the worst day of your life for three days. And then it mildly starts to get better. I was getting better by the next morning. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Um, at this point, when I sent that out, I could feel a rise in prayers for me and simultaneously a small spike in levels of judgment. Yeah. I know it was all born out of people's notions of love, which is concern and worry usually but I just had to guard my heart from that if I was going to stay in a Matthew 21 place. Have faith and do not doubt. From the point of impact to now has surely been a walk with the Lord and I found Him in a way that I have longed for and this incident has become a very small price to pay to find that place again. The summary of the above. Faith comes from hearing the Word of God. Faith is pure. Faith is love. Faith is kind. Live by faith. Pray with faith without wrath and doubting because worry and hope do not coexist. That is a lie from the enemy. Consider, if you need prayer because you need God to show up, would you fare better with starting off by sharing less detail? Yes? That's just a side note. Mo, you all with me? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm always... Worry and hope do not coexist. That is a hard one for many people. Um, worry seems very valid because people have seen worst-case scenarios play out time and time again. But I ask you to really... Chew, chew on that one statement for as long as it takes and let the Lord minister to your heart. Yeah. Am I just lucky and have I survived countless things that could have killed me in my life or do I have the power of not having to worry? Yeah. Which one is it? Yes, I'm not bragging. I'm not saying something won't kill me one day. I'm trying to ask you to consider do I know something that maybe everybody else would do well to learn? Yes? Yeah. yeah. Not, it's just that God is good. That's all I know. Yeah? Yeah, that's good. All right. Back to the beginning of the story, the part that people have wanted to know a little more about. Amen? Actually, the honest beginning of this story started months ago, and the Lord was ministering to my heart stories and things, and I'll, I'll mention those in a minute, but um, this storyline starts months ago. And, and, it, and it's actually a larger testimony to always take time to chew on what God is putting on your heart. You he might need that later. That's a side note. Back to the beginning. The part you don't know, the circumstances of how I fell are truly irrelevant unless any of you plan on being a multi-pitch mountaineer. I will skip it. If you do plan on being a multi-pitch mountaineer, talk to me later. All that, all that really matters is that I fell roughly 15 feet like straight onto a rocky ledge, um, a small ledge. I bounced off, um, bouncing off of that ledge and down another 15 or 20 feet, flopping end over end on rocks. I hit my head really hard, my back, my legs, my arms noticeably hard. Um, When I, huh? And your bottom. And and my bottom, that's that's on my backside. (laughs) Um, When I hit the first ledge, I bounced into Boaz, and I would have taken him down the next 20 feet with me, except the Lord had us tie him into the wall for safety preceding this moment. I smashed him against rocks and I crushed his arm. And yes, that bothers me, and I don't take it lightly. Now what happens next is the best is the part that may save you one day. As I laid at the bottom of, a, of that rocky ledge, face down in the dirt, not able to move, I had one single thought as clear as day in my head, and it wasn't in the form of panic. God, I need you. Mm -hmm. Nothing else mattered. God, I need you. I didn't think I needed 911. I didn't think I needed a random hiker passing by to help us. I didn't need the local mountain rescue team. I didn't think I needed to get to a hospital. I had one option, and I called him. None of those things are bad, but none of them are Yahweh. Yahweh can meet you in the 911 car, He can meet you in the hospital, but He is His own thing. And I only have one option in my pocket, and I call Him when I need to. When I said, God, I need you, I felt like everything was going to be okay. I then heard Kirsten saying, uh, Boaz's arm is broken. And I opened my eyes and looked up and I saw what looked like a very mangled arm up on that ledge. As she wasn't sure of my condition at this point, I heard her say, I have to check on your dad and I yelled to stay with Boaz and she began to pray. My, uh, my prayer became, God, I know you will save me and I feel like we have a journey ahead of us but I need you to fix Boaz now. I can't do... What you seem to be asking me to do if my kids are hurt. I can't say that my prayer healed Boaz's arm because Kirsten was praying and Enoch was praying, and God is just good. But I do know that Boaz's arm was healed instantly. Yeah. He's totally fine. Amen. It was completely crushed, and now it's he's not even he wasn't even sore. Yeah. Don't ask him about it because he's shy about it. And he hasn't told hardly anybody. He doesn't really want to talk about it. He also has words of knowledge. He's had words of knowledge to pray over me. He's a powerful kid in the Lord. He's just five. He doesn't know how to talk about it yet. When I heard them say, wow, his arms healed. Then I said, all right, back to my story. (laughs) I was extremely uncomfortable. I drug myself for my arms were still very functional. And I drug myself to a tree. Um, To grab a hold to. By that time Enoch was standing behind me. And praying for me. And I just knew in my heart. That if I stood up. And pushed past the fear and the pain. That God wouldn't let me fall back down. In the natural. I had plenty of reason to sit back down. But that's not how my faith works. In these moments. You have to keep your eye on the word that you received. And when I say word that I received. I don't mean um, I read it in the Bible somewhere. Or a prophet came and told me. I meant I knew in my heart that God wouldn't let me fall down. And that's the word of God then. Yes? Yeah. I'll skip the details of us uh, collecting ourselves, gathering gear, and getting my mangled foot shoved back into a shoe. Um, and I'll just say that I, I decided to um, head on down the trail and let Enoch and Boaz finish getting our stuff together. It's a lot of stuff. And um, Boaz and I were gonna start walking. And I had Kirsten go retrieve this stick that I'm holding because on the way in, um, I, the Lord just really highlighted this stick to me. And I picked it up and carried it all the way down the mountain. Uh, I never carry walking sticks. I don't, just don't. I'm not that guy. But I had a very heavy backpack on and I had leaned on it several times and I knew it was very strong from carrying the backpack in. And then I just remembered, when before I started walking, I brought a stick to this party (laughs) Kirsten brought me my stick back Um, I set out ahead of Kirsten and Enoch with Boaz to start this journey back Um, standing still hurt pretty bad so I'm climbing up and down over boulders wasn't uh, the best way to start my recovery process Um, it's a it's a very rough trail it's a black diamond trail just to get to this place people get get hurt just on the trail alone Um, but I realized, when I, and very quickly, that I was going to take a long time to get back to this truck, and it was going to be relatively painful, and this was merely the first hurdle in front of me. And the Lord reminded me of a moment when I, uh, when from my childhood. He actually had re- reminded me of this month, uh, couple, about a month ago, and I spent some time just thinking about it. But it was a moment where my feet were painfully frozen. I was a little kid, and I was with my grandparents. And I uh, we're out in the snow, uh, splitting wood, and I was—I had let myself get really, really cold. I had improper footwear on. And even back then, I was a stubborn mule. So I waited until I couldn't take another second of being in the snow to say, I'm cold. And then, uh, not really um, begging for help, they just told me, that's fine, walk back to the house. And so I had what looked like a million mile journey ahead of me as a kid in the snow with feet that hurt. And I um, probably wasn't that far, but, Every step was bad. And I realized as a kid that feeling sorry for myself made it worse. Getting frustrated made it worse. I realized that I could just suck it up and focus and just keep walking and, I, and it got better. And as a kid, my takeaway very early on was we're tougher than we think we are. And when I, when I first started walking, the Lord, um, he, had, uh, he brought me back to that moment. And He brought me back to the conclusion that He had reminded me of a month ago because He needed me to remember that. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could have not thought about that silly moment a month ago. But I had it really fresh in my mind because I took a time a month ago. I knew then that God wanted me to endure and get out of there. Yes? I became, at that point... Just um, thankfulness came over me and I became hyper-thankful for everything. I have never loved a ragged stick more in my life.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Thankful. My kids had rallied and they had pulled—you know helped get all the gear and helped their mom and their Kirsten's carrying most of the gear and Enoch's carrying the other stuff. I usually carry everything. I'm thankful I'm just not having to carry everything. <laughs> thankful in my heart that everybody's the kids the boys are becoming men quickly um there doesn't seem to be any trauma i yeah. kept checking on them and, and asking them telling them i'm sorry and they are just totally cool about the whole thing and they're they're fine they just can't wait for me to get better so we can go back i'm thankful um not one of any of my old injuries flared up yeah. um, not one i used to have back trouble but it was my upper back Um, I've had all kinds of troubles, and not one thing flared up to me, and God reminded me of that, not because I really thought they would. He reminded me of that on the walk back, and I just so me and him could laugh about it. Because my whole life, I've had to guard my heart from people spewing their vomit on me and telling me, just wait till you're older, Matt. It'll come back. It's going to get you when you're old, Matt. It's going to haunt you, Matt. And me and him just laugh. We've laughed about it for years. And here we are with a fresh set of injuries and nothing old's come back to haunt me. Yeah. Yes. That's good. And if anything was going to hurt my upper back again, it was flopping down a mountain. Yeah. 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 But that's because God does things permanently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And all the people who feel the need to tell you that that's not done, they need to recognize that they have a little bit further to go in their journey with God. His yeah. redemptive power is good, yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's not me being critical. That's me being real with everybody as we go, Amen. Yeah. I'm thankful in that moment that even though walking hurts real bad, that I can walk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I became hyper thankful all of a sudden, and not because I'm just that's just how awesome I am. It's because I wasn't panicking, and thankfulness is like is like a a spirit that comes upon yeah. you and you can embrace it or not. You can focus on the negative or you can just be thankful for what's working right. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. One elevates you, one will tank you. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. As we're going um the as I'm going and I'm and I'm thankful for all these things and there's little things are popping in my head and I, and, and I I didn't write it all down quick enough so I'm I forgot a, a lot of The little things that popped in my head quickly. But the thing, the verse that popped in my head quickly, and I don't want to lie to you where it came from. It was the verse that they use in one of the episodes of The Chosen. Um, It's just a snippet of, of Psalms 139. And it says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, there you are. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Sheol would be, in many translations, hell, uh, which is not a great translation, but uh, you get the idea. Yeah. If I make my bed in the depths, in the lowest parts, in Sheol, in hell, you are there. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. I have ascended into, into the heavenly places with God in my heart, and He is there, and that is easy to find Him. Yeah. But the 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 glorious thing of this journey is that it's taken me a long time, but I have coming to a greater understanding of finding Him in Sheol. Yes? That verse, those little things in life that we make time for, that we consume our minds and hearts with, these little things come back to save us, if they're good. Or you're consumed with fear and worry and doubt, and they come back to haunt you in these moments. Yes? God loves me. And whether I'm ascending into heaven... Or making my bed in Sheol for the day. I do not forget that. Yes? I never focused on the negative. I focused on what was right. We made it back to the truck. Made it back home. My lovely wife cleaned all my wounds. Bandaged me up. Laid in bed. And the Lord, uh, as people prayed for me, the, the, the burden was lifting. The Lord was able to minister to my calm heart. And show me the specificity of how the wound injuries happened. If you've ever heard us pray uh, for for you or anybody else, you've heard that we will start to get. We'll, the Lord will start to give us details, and we we've learned to pray more specific than vague. Um, if you don't have details, don't make them up. Yeah. But if you are feeling details, speak specifically. Speak the reverse of bad things, and speak the uh, champion the good things. Yes. Yeah. Um, God is good at this. Uh, every day was magical with Jesus. Yeah. I, I, would take, I took an assessment of myself today, and I would say I'm, I'm roughly somewhere in the 60% completely healed range. Yeah. Amen. That's 10% a day. Every day I wake up and say, I feel better today than yesterday. Yeah. I feel better today than yesterday. Yeah. And today I, look, I, I, can look, I can see it clearer. It's 60%. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yesterday morning, oddly enough, I didn't feel better. <coughs> I didn't feel better yesterday morning. But the Lord had put on my heart to write all this in detail, which I was kind of toying with how much detail to share. The Lord put it on my heart to write all this. I sat down longer than I normally sit in one place this week, and I wrote all of this out. And when I stood up, I felt significantly better than when I sat down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something about just drinking the tea that He puts on your heart. Mm-hmm. Taking the bath, He tells you to take. Yeah. Writing the letter, He tells you to write. Yeah. Yes, an acute, uh, an acute need of God. You're, you're pretty humble. You're pretty pliable, you know? Yeah. But it works every day. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Every day was truly magical with Jesus. His presence was very thick around me. So thick I often didn't feel any pain at all. Yeah. He had been inviting me back to this very special place I used to meet him at in my heart. Um, and I knew the struggle I had had for uh, quite a while was that I was too busy. I was too rushed. I was too stretched, pulled in different directions. This week, I woke up Monday morning, and I let all of that go. I would never, ever, ever paint the picture that God did this to me to get me back. But while He had my attention, He got me back. Yes? I found that narrow gate that I hadn't seen in quite some time. And my heart was happy. Amen? There'll be more to come on that later. Psalms 139 um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read my favorites. that if that's all right with everybody? Yes. Verse 1. O oh, Yahweh, you have searched me and you know me. Verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, there you are. If I make my bed in Sheol, look, there you are. If I should say, surely darkness will cover me, and the light around me will be as night. Even the darkness is not too dark for you. Yeah. And the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the darkness and the light are alike to you. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you created my inner parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it well. My bone was not hidden from you when I was created secretly and intricately woven in the depths of the earth. I awaken, and I am still with you. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, there you are. If I make my bed in Sheol, look, there you are. Amen. Amen. I really, really promote that we can get close to God and stay there and nothing ever has to go wrong. But there is a really harsh reality that all of us, self-included, draw a little closer when things go wrong. I don't think that's his perfect plan. Yeah. That's our imperfect failings yeah. in this journey. Yeah. I say that to say, don't go out and find trouble. Yeah. But when you do, it, uh, I, sh- J- I didn't include it, I'm sorry. James chapter 1. Um, James chapter 1 says that, count it all joy mm-hmm. when trials and tribulations come upon you. Yeah. For they will produce endurance and endurance perfects faith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We don't. Uh, we don't want to live in the trials. That's hard, and most of us would give out. But embrace it when it comes. Learn from it. Grow from it. Produce a fruit from it. Yes. Yeah. It'll make you who you are. I, I. I. like to think of our lives as we're like this crazy recipe. We're with this crazy like dish of food. This. This. This amazing meal that um, it's a random series of spices and herbs and ingredients. And there's often, um, in any recipe, there are any complicated recipe, there are things that by themselves you wouldn't really want to eat. Mm -hmm. There are bitter herbs and spices that make meals. There's something about them that just make them come alive. By themselves, nobody likes them. But we don't know that we actually get the perfect meal without the bitter herb. Yes? So, uh, we don't pray for tragedy. We try to avoid it. Wisdom will help us in that, I promise you. It was not wise to do what we did. We will avoid it at all costs. We take everything super seriously. If I didn't learn from my mistakes, I would have been dead a long time ago. I don't make the same one twice. Yes, I just keep creating new ones every now and then. Um. (laughs) But at the same time, don't panic when things go wrong. The biggest mistake I see people make is when things go wrong, they say, where has gone God? Where has God gone? Why has he left me? Why is he not with me? It's I like to think my way of thinking is is pretty healthy in that. I got myself in that boat. but he's going to get in the boat with me. Yes. God is good. His healing hand is good, yes. Yeah. And and uh, like I I told a few people this week, it blesses my heart that you're worried about me. But I don't need worry; I need faith. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God is good at this. I I said in the in that first message, my lower back had the majority of the trauma. Um, it turns out that night, the Lord ministered to my heart that it wasn't my lower back; it was my hip. And the Lord put on the heart of at least two intercessors that I didn't have a back problem. I had a lower a hip problem. And so we've been praying specifically for the hip and doing exercises and things pertaining to that. Um, I also had some, disc, some discs bulging, but Kirsten and the boys prayed for me the first night and they mostly went back in and no problem there. Yes? Um, Kirsten wants me to tell you that I, there was an egg on the side of my, top of my head the size of a softball. And that went away that immediately when they yeah. prayed for it. Yeah.
2: And that, what was neat... You have every, to hold a microphone. What? I don't, I don't need to hold a microphone.
0: If you're going to talk, you can't sit there and talk to me.
2: I'm
0: not. I just showed you how to turn it off.
2: Hey, I don't want
0: to hear
2: the... <laughs> I'm sure someone showed you how to do that, baby, and now you're all, like, confident about it. No, was really cool. Common
0: man knowledge. Oh,
2: right. <laughs> yeah. the man had really good shows how to do that. And now he's like, just here, your curse, let me show you. Somebody showed me an hour ago. Um, <laughs> oh, <sorry>. So, <laughs> But explaining. Um, so, what was really awesome is that, um, just I'll add just a couple of things that just were so cool, is when you guys were pressing in, each one of you had some awesome things, and you were sending me text. That specifically with the head, when we were praying over it, I prayed while we we're at the mountainside. I saw some, I saw the bleeding stop on his head. Like that was cool. Like it was, the things that I was praying were very acute, and I wanted to, the bleeding stop. But that night, I just the Lord just put it on my. Before he went to bed, we all gathered around him, and a couple things were going on. Boaz, Boaz doesn't know anything about blood pressure, or human body. Like he not he doesn't, and he doesn't know that when your body goes through trauma, you tend to have a high blood pressure, and that's not good for it to stay that way. He doesn't know any of this. He starts going god as we're praying over his back and we're seeing the bulges go down off his back he's like right now god i just pray that the blood pressure comes down right now lord and then his blood pressure goes back to normal and i'm like yes god it's Mm -hmm. awesome and so like each one of them that was so cool and then we got to literally the family watch these bulges in his back go away like just the bulges and then on his head you know the, the bleeding had stopped but I really wanted to see that whole knot that you could see above his hairline. It looked like, yeah, it just, I'm smiling now, but it wasn't comical at the time. It was just enormous. And so we prayed, and by the time Matt went to bed, it was completely gone, like the whole knot was gone. Rachel sent me a text and said, I don't know, God just didn't have me pray for, it but nobody nobody his details at this time, pray for his head and just that pressure would be released and that all of that just be healed. And I was like, amen. It has been, and so it was just
0: really cool. Amen.
2: And I will—I just want to add. Is it cool if I add just one more thing to you? If
0: you'd like, I
2: would like. Um, so I will say this because um, some folks asked me the next day, like, "Oh, how was it?" or "How were you?" We weren't giving details, but I—I I said, um, God was really good. And a lot of folks who didn't, who wouldn't know us, might be like, "Oh, that's Christianese." That they're all pre-programmed to say that. But like, the reality is, He really was good. Like when Matt first went off, the way he landed, I watched, I mean, I saw the whole thing. Not too gory. No, no, nobody should survive that way. No, I'm gonna say this though. Like, and when he was laying there, I was like, okay, God, he's dead. And the Lord was like, reminded me of what he spoke about our life. And I was like, immediately, I said, God, that's not true. That's not true, Lord. And I rejected that. And I just was like, Boaz is going on. We've already heard what Boaz looked like. And I just immediately felt the peace of the Lord. And I was like, all right, God, we're, we're going to do this. Like, okay. And I, and I said to the Lord, I was like, I felt like the Lord said, if you guys pray for him, you know, he's going to be healed. And, and, of course, I thought that it was immediately he was going to do some jumping backs or something. But, like, um, I, I just, you heard that from Journey. But, like, that's where God got us. And, and I just looked to Enoch, and I was like, you go down the mat you pray, and, and we, you already heard what we got to see with, with Boaz. Enoch got to be there to see Boaz's immediate healing, and we were just like, that's crazy. God's amazing. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to add to Matt's thing of like, knowing what he's spoken over your life and bringing it fully forward in that moment seems to be a really important thing. Like, yeah. because if I, I could have easily been justified in all these like, You know what I mean, like all that. But like Matt said, it—he had a word of knowledge and he went with it. And like that means all of us have a word of knowledge. And like Matt already said, God did everything He could to prevent that. He didn't want that to happen. But He was, He was there.
0: Amen. Amen. And hey, y'all pray for my mama. She just heard that whole story for the first time, and she's sitting right there. (laughs) That's a lot for her to take in. That's funny. (laughs) <laughs> and my father too he doesn't worry about it. I want to tell y'all something you know how I know a human can fall that far I watched my dad do it when I was a kid he jumped off the roof because a bee stung him <laughs> And that old stubborn mule wouldn't go to the doctor like my mama told him to now you know where you got it. James chapter 1 verse 2 My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let that patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Amen. 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 So as we... uh, Okay, just to be super clear, I'm not suggesting that you don't go to the doctor when you hurt yourself. If that's what you want to do, you do it. But... If you want to hear a word from God and just write it out, I'm going to tell you, the faith to do that starts before the fall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be prepared for those moments if that's how you're going to live. You need to find your, your, your relationship with the Lord. David didn't find faith when he stood in front of Goliath. David brought faith in front of Goliath. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. And so if, you, if you're going to go the alternative routes, guess what? Those routes are full of Christians. They're full of praying people. God can, He can work within that system as well. As we've discussed before, I have an alternative option and I take it. Yes? But it doesn't start in the hard times, it starts in the good times. Yeah. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Does everybody feel encouraged? Yes. yes. This is not to be somber, this That's is to be excited. Good. God has no limitations. We say that, but do we really believe that a mountain could fall into the sea if we believed? <laughs> well y'all aren't as thankful to be alive as I am obviously <laughs> amen so Jesus as we close today we just ask you Lord to minister to our hearts we ask you Lord that we don't we don't receive condemnation for not having the faith we want yeah. we receive amen. encouragement yes. encouragement to go get it yeah. encouragement to find you in a greater measure encouragement to, to believe in you and walk with you and grace right now Lord Jesus to not squander our good times on silly things but spend our good times walking hand in hand with you Lord yeah. Jesus with you at our right hand and us at yours what can go wrong Jesus. and we thank you Lord Jesus we thank you, Lord Jesus, as we learn to embrace all things, whether we ascend into heaven or make our bed in Sheol. We embrace it all knowing that you have known us before you formed us in our mother's womb. You, you made us perfectly, fearfully, and wonderfully made. You created all things, including our inward parts, and you did not overlook our bones. You knew us, Lord, and you've been with us. You searched our hearts, and whether our heart fails us or not, you do not. And these dark seasons are no different. Our dark seasons are no different to you than our light seasons. You are still God. And we thank you, Lord. Amen. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to say or share, questions you might want asked? I won't promise to answer them right now, but you can ask them. You deserve to ask questions if you have them. If not, we'll just eat potluck. <laughs> Amen? If
2: anybody feels like they have heaviness around it, though, because, like, it does...
0: Yeah, I'm sorry if it brought you down. Yeah, I didn't mean that.
2: You know, like, there should be no shame in that. And, like, we want to release it, though, because this should bring a lot of excitement. We've been pumped this week. Yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a really good week. Like, Mark can attest to it because he came by. There's been a lot of laughter... You can attest to the fact there's been a lot of
1: laughter at the house, too. Like, you came by. So, I've that for a long time. And when he puts out a text like that, a message like what he said that night, I knew it was serious. Matt, he used to work for me. He would come and work for it, and you'd never know it. He'd just be in a little bit of a grumpy mood. <laughs> <laughs> but he kept, you know, he, you couldn't tell so when he put that out, I knew, I knew it was serious. And it didn't sound serious, it was very vague, but I knew. So anyway, I private texted Kirsten just to ask him, is he okay? And all she told me was, just do what the Lord tells you to do. And immediately he said, go over there in the morning. And so the next morning I'm waiting for to this tow truck to pick my truck up. The <laughs> on, old guy was late and I'm going, come on, come on, come on, I gotta go somewhere. I didn't get there till what, 11.30? 11.50. Yeah, no, I'm sure <laughs> And I drove up, you know, and you get this sandwich in your head. What am I going to find? So he give be, like, stretched out on the floor, can't move, grunting. Well, I didn't know what he's back. I go in there, and he's sitting like Moses in this big, big uh, uh, robe. robe. Gangster. like this, sitting on the sofa with three, four pillows behind him, like this. <laughs> I walk in, I'm looking at him, and he's smiling. And I said, what, what's going Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and he's just, oh, he's just saying that. He's, he's laughing, he's making a joke. And I, so I saw said, myself, I said, well, what happened? And he tells me this story. And I'm you know and it's like what he's telling me is not computing what I'm looking at yeah it's he's not a man that's cracked his skull broke his back ripped his piney open you know all this stuff and I mean I, I was it was amazing and yeah. so Kirsten invited me for lunch and so we he got up and he hobbled over the table and he sat down like. I'm not, something's just not added up here. anyway you know I I always thought I knew what faith was and but the panic that comes over me in certain situations never felt right and I couldn't correlate between the panic and the faith I'm like something's not and I have to say watching this situation, and things leading up to it have really redefined Jesus. what I kept predisposed from thinking faith was. Jesus. And I'm in a situation now.